Cliffcentral.com. You are listening to the weekly mashup with your girl Candace Mama. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the love I've been receiving since I've gone solo. I'm kidding, guys. Tamisha's coming back. (laughs) But, 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 I've always got a great show for you guys. And last week, you remember me telling you about Mr. Garyan Dowds, who was going to join me in studio. And he is here. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you very much. I was having such a groupie moment. Like, guys, you don't even understand. I don't have a lot of groupie moments, eh? Like, I've, I've met some really powerful people and I don't have groupie moments and then I meet Gary and I was like Woo, boy please be on my show please <laughs> and I have got all the woos were not coming from me guys I'm not that talented so I've got Mr. Nee Naidu with me hey what's How happening you? I'm really good all the Friend. better for being right here in this moment with y'all girl you look beautiful Thank you. Look who's talking. Can I just no. say, she's literally covered in danger tape today. This is how hot Candace Mama is. Like, she arrives with danger tape around her. I'm my own hype band. You know? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here, man. Oh, it's so good to have you. I would have had no one else. I mean, last week I, I had lying. Belinda. No, last week I had Belinda and she was absolutely amazing, obviously, right? as Belinda is. And when you, now I've got you, I mean, I've probably got the best friends in the world. Your squad is rolling deep, yo. I mean, my squad is hot. Garyon to my left and Garyon was getting right. compliments like all the way through Cliff Central and even the, when, the ones that weren't to his face mm. <laughs> people were like who is that? The he's kind of cute they're like did you see his eyes? <laughs> so like girl Heartbreak those eyes alert. those Leonardo DiCaprio eyes eh? how old are you? Um, 20 Wow, you turned 20 just the other day. Yeah, on the 11th. Wow. He's, a, he's, he's quite young. He makes me feel like a little older. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm just like, I'm now in my mid 20s and I'm like, I'm feeling it. So listen, I'm then technically the Omar in this bunch because I turned 30 next year, January. So now, wow. Now I know, I know what this is, starting, this is starting to feel like. Well, 30 looks good. What? 30 Thanks looks God. really good. You give us all Thank hope. You. No, but then again, you also give us pressure because if I don't look like that at 30, Listen, <laughs> it's going to be a damn shame. You are like going to be the curious case of Candace Mama because oh, you're just going to get yeah, Aww. younger. Aww. And now everyone's listening to the show like, ah, oh, she brought people to hype her up. <laughs> yeah, actually, our EFTs are done, eh? EFTs are done. EFTs I'm prompt with payments. I'm very prompt with my payments. <laughs> I don't like owing nobody nothing. You know? Because otherwise, them shepherds and butchers are going to come after you. <laughs> Clever play on words. See what Clever I did play there? on words. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how's your week been, dear? What's been happening? It has been fantastic, overwhelming, incredible, surprising. And wow, those are a lot of descriptive words. I know, words. right? But I promise you, <laughs> all of the above is true. Um, I am at a very big tipping point right now for oh myself my and just career-wise, which has just slapped me upside the head. And in a few weeks, it will make sense. Oh, um, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's really been incredible. I just do feel overwhelmed. I'm not mm. even going to lie. I think also just coupled with the fact that it is silly season in our industry is just a yeah. Jay, yeah. It's just really crazy. Um, but I'm happy. I'm content. You know, I mean, Good. who can complain about having stuff to do and who can complain about being busy? Especially in this industry. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But so. I mean, you've been in the industry for a while. 
Like yeah. people love you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, my journey started on Hectic 99, SBC2. Mm. From there, I went on to Expresso and did insert presenting for them. Um, and uh, then on to Edge, which was all about science and tech. And, uh, you know, for me, it's always about, I feel like sus- sustainability in this industry is about never forgetting that you need people to do what you mm. do. And to never, ever forget to be humble and just... Um, you lo- not lose the human touch. Oh you know, yeah, it's great yeah. to have the perks that we do with industry, and no doubt that it's wonderful. Mm. But um, I think it needs to be an equal conscious effort just to keep yourself surrounded with those that you love, people that are really dope. Yeah, yeah I can say that right. Dope yeah. girl, dope, dope, girl. Dope, this dope. is on radio. You can say whatever <laughs> the hell you yes. want. Misbehavior. <laughs> so yes, I'm really feeling. I, you know how it is when you've yeah. worked and worked and worked, and um, you you get to the point where okay, okay, I see it. The ground yeah. work is starting to pay off. Pay off. So very grateful, and people have been super good to me. My move to Joburg has been extremely instrumental in my growth. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot from the industry and from people here. Mm-hmm. Um, so onwards and upwards. I can only hope that it gets better and it gets more amazing. It will. But you know what I love about you? When we first met, I mean, you had no idea who I was. <laughs> and I was, I was just a nervous wreck. I was just like looking around like, I hope all these people don't throw me with something. <laughs> and when I started my talk like that, everyone was like, <laughs> in my heart, I was like, <laughs> 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 you know? I mean, it was a room of some incredible people. And I mean, you had no idea who I was and you still treated me with such respect. You were so nice to me. And wow. even after the talk you were like even you were even better and i was like oh my we have a friendship now exactly it's so real it's so real guys can i just tell you our friendship's so real that we have a whatsapp group now (laughs) we have now named that whatsapp group black hangs because we have stemmed it back to the origins of our meeting but i just Mm. have to tell you i mean meeting you has been so wonderful you're such fire and um i mean you really touched me on my studio, you know, <laughs> I honestly didn't know everything that you were about and Aww. I had not been able to be in your presence before that night. And I walked away just so changed and oh, my touched by the young, dynamic, amazing person of substance that you are. So Aww. yeah, go mama. Go mama. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. That means so much to me. Thank you. But I just want to give Gary, before I even give you a chance to speak, I just yeah. want to speak about, <laughs> I want to speak more about myself and how amazing I am. But <laughs> I'm teasing. I want to speak more about the movie, um, Shepherds and Butchers and yeah. why it, like, I've been telling everyone I come across to watch this movie. And a lot of the time people tend to say very negative things because they're like, oh, another white, you know, mm. s- sympathize with white guilt kind of movie. Yeah. And you're not familiar with my particular story. And some people who are listening, I know a lot of people tune into the show all the time that have no idea who I am, except this crazy chick. <laughs> I was going to use different words. <laughs> it's crazy. Beehive. Birch. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this movie's done really well globally. And um, one of the things it's actually done is it won a Maverick Award uh, for Best Feature Narrative uh, at, in New York State. Yeah, Woodstock. Yes. Yeah. And it's been showing everywhere, really. And I mean, people have really had incredible things to say globally about this movie. It's actually now in South Africa that it's getting obviously a lot of heat mm. because I think... Be- 
you know what? We've only been about 24 years into democracy. And I think that's where people are very agitated about yeah. this movie. But let me just give you just a very brief synopsis about my own story so that I can tell you how I relate to this particular movie. Yeah. And basically what happened to me was my dad was murdered by an apartheid assassin by the name of Eugene de Kock. And I met him two or three years ago. And after meeting him, you know, I forgave him. And I started giving talks on, because people were very curious, how can you forgive this guy? He didn't just kill your father, he killed millions. Like, you know, obviously not millions, but people really don't like him. Mm. And I always try to explain to people, like, where this stemmed from. And when I watched Shepherds and Butchers, and I watched Leon Labuskakhni's story, it almost gave me this sense of, like, ah, you know, I could sigh. Just that, like, I just want people to watch this movie so that, Everything I've been saying, they can actually view and see. Mm. And basically, the movie, if you guys are not familiar with it, Shepherds and Butchers, it's, it follows the journey of Leon Labuskakhne, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he's a, he's a boy who was recruited into, uh, he actually signed up to be a policeman at the age of 17 um, yeah, to, to avoid, avoid the military, yeah. which is ironic because at the military, the very thing he was avoiding, he ended up doing being a policeman. Yeah. And... Um, Basically, Leon, in his first or second day, he gets assigned to hanging duty. And your uh, police commander takes you to a cell of these. And this is where it really touched me. They take him to the cell and they tell him to choose someone. And basically, the person he's going to choose is the person he needs to hang. And it just gets you. Like, I was just like, shit. You know, at 17, how can you be tasked with such a huge responsibility to kill someone yeah. and you know that this is a very permanent thing it's not like you're gonna be like oh i hanged you hey do you want to go for lunch yeah. you know what i'm saying it's very permanent and that is very psychologically scarring mm-hmm. you know and it changes the makeup of this individual yeah. so i mean you're very young you're 20 yeah. and you were born a uh, born free mm-hmm. in every sense of the word um tell me how did you relate to this character when you got the script how did you relate because obviously you read the script and you're like i'm gonna do this yeah. um that was actually a very big issue in the beginning um, because I didn't relate to him a lot. Mm. And um, the characters as an individual so far away from anything that I am. Mm. Um, uh, but I think it was really important for me to try and find a way to relate to him. Otherwise, I was never going to be able to portray him sincerely. And I think um, what I eventually accepted was the movie is about not the humanity that could be left within within him, um, but more the human being he could have been had this not happened to him. Yeah, I still feel at the end, and I know a lot of people that see the film are going to um, not be sure what side they're on or whether oh, they yes. support him or not. I mm. mean, even I'm still on the fence, but it's about where he could have been and how he was before he was put into the system and what it did to him and how he's uh, he can never go back to who he was afterwards. You know what I love about the story? Without forcing any human being, like, because you watch a movie, you can't force someone to believe or to be on any certain side. But you, when I watched this movie, I left so, I questioned, you know, and not only did I question, but I was like, okay, this is a story that needs to be told. It's a painful story, you know. It's mm. not one of those movies you go in, you have a couple of laughs and you leave. Yeah. It's a story that leave, it stays in your soul. It lingers. And mm. you consist, uh, constantly and consistently thinking about the story and how it has shaped so many people. Because we live in a country, unfortunately, it's not 100 years. So a lot of our people are still alive, mm. whereby people have had direct you know, contact with us. And a lot of people are still living with the consequences of some of the things they did back then, mm. you know? So, I mean, I think with the story of Leon's, with, without giving away too much of the story, but I mean, it's a book. So y'all 
can read the book, mm-hmm. but um, he, he's, he's basically on trial. And what I loved about this is you portrayed so much just from your face. You know, the emotion that you managed to depict in your face, I think that's another thing that touched us because, you know, obviously there was the, um, is it the prosecutor mm-hmm. who was yeah. really coming at you hard and saying, look, you killed someone. You didn't kill someone. You killed, you know, a taxi mm-hmm. full of people. And, you know, at that point, obviously as a black South African as well, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. why did you go and do that, Leon? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, it almost, it makes you question, you know, because once the story starts unfolding and we start looking at the impact that it actually had on you before you got to that point, yeah. it becomes very scary. Now, one thing I want to go back to is you were in the movie, you are married. Yeah. And you've got a daughter. Yeah. I mean, how did you even manage to think of putting yourself in Leon's shoes? And being a married man. Yeah. And now, you know, having this really hardcore job, mm. you know, how did you relate to that? Just as Gary and well, see, that's the, the thing is, um, he was between the ages of 17 and 19 throughout mm. the film. And there were these, um, it was just the way a lot of Afrikaans families were brought up mm. back then. And um, just so much pressure on these young men. Um, I think a lot of them even today haven't dealt with. Mm. And um, that's one of the things this movie has done is a lot of um, men who've not been allowed to express what they're feeling and what they've gone through and kept it in. I think it's going to be quite a wake-up call for them. Mm. Mm. Sure. Because I think the biggest problem with apartheid, there was no sense of people getting debriefed. Mm. You know, there wasn't a mass debriefing of the people that said, okay, now that we are moving forward as a country, how does it work? You know, a lot of us were... It tended to just be, um, you know what? It's over. Deal with it. You yeah. know, and that was from both sides. It was, okay, so we just move forward like nothing happened. And I think that's the problem we're facing today with all the marches, with everything being burnt and, you know, bring back our land. All the, all those kind of rhetoric that's going around in our country, yeah. I think stems from the very fact that we didn't deal, deal with, with the properly. issues that we were supposed mm. to deal with. You know, and from mm. both sides. And I think the reality is that now the beast is so much bigger in a mm. sense that social media is there as a, mm. a tool and something that amplifies everybody's thoughts and freedom of speech even mm. more. And we're seeing more, we're hearing more. You're almost surprised by what is still... Um, I want to, the word festering came up in mind, but you know, just what people are so affected by and mm. what their thoughts are. And you, sometimes you thought you knew someone and then, oopsie, maybe you didn't quite know them, you know, yes. um, because they're still dealing and there's still things that they feel now more than ever. They've actually got a better uh, platform mm. to rage. And in the same vein, also we can do so much positive stuff um, with what we've got at our disposal now. I agree. But I think the biggest problem right now is that people are fighting because most of us are first generation in terms mm. of we exp- our parents yeah. lived it, you mm. know, or we have somehow been impacted by the yeah. apartheid regime. And it's almost more confusing for us now That's because it. I think before it, the, the, the templates were there. You were living in a time. It was almost black and white in terms of like what you thought, how you felt. And now – we have to take that. We have to be examples and show our, our parents and going forward, the people that we love and our kids, et cetera, that try and find a happy medium. You, otherwise, nothing is ever going to change. You know, you've got to move on. You've got to yeah. somehow find a way. Yeah. Otherwise, when is it ever going to end? I think what I, what I always say about the film is, um, especially for the new generation, just in terms of contrasting 
modern day reality with how things were back then mm. uh the film's very important because now you're seeing and experiencing as you said yes what uh we've been learning from books and from um you know written pages and overhearing conversations and to put ourselves through these kinds of films um and feel everything and see everything for what it was i think it um will speak a lot more about how far we've come today and i think uh, it if it creates those discussions and makes people argue about it and chat about it and yes. we move forward then i'm mm. happy yeah but Amen. you know Hallelujah. yeah but i feel like the biggest thing right now that we're facing is the clear line of a protagonist and an antagonist in this especially in this particular film mm. i feel like it was really beautifully portrayed because there was no clear cut of okay clear villain i hate you yeah. you know because i think when there's we all thrive on clarity that if i can stand on the black side or the white side yeah. then mm. i'm clearly right or i'm clearly wrong mm. but this film really blurs the lines i think um, what's what's really interesting and what I want people to bear in mind is the fact that Oliver Schmitz, um, he's done a lot of uh, films which take the other side. And he, mm. he, he's, he's I think this was one of the first times he's looked at a white perspective and he was obviously very careful with it. And I want yes. them to bear in mind that he made this film with the thought that it is one side, it's one perspective, and it's only this film that focuses on that, mm. and it doesn't take anything away from... If you look at all of his other work, there are plenty of other films that take all perspectives, and it's yes. more about the humanity than race. Oh, I mm. love that. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. True. Because I feel a lot of the time, how we manage to survive and cope in the world is by just shutting off certain perspectives. Mm. And I feel this film... I saw a lot of reviews and criticism and, um, and of course all of us are entitled to how we feel based on our own human perspective. Mm. But some of it was very blind criticism mm. in terms of, Oh, another movie glorifying white pain. Mm. And to me, it wasn't really about glorifying any kind of pain. It was a story that showed pain. And it's almost like a lot of the time we tend to get away with the fact that only one side suffered. Yeah. And yeah. it's obviously, very hard to strike a proper balance mm. to yeah. say, okay, this side suffered, yeah. this side, but it's mm. not about, especially where we are in the country, it's not about particularly looking at one side and saying, well, we suffered more, so we deserve, you know, it's mm. about just saying, okay, we understand that this is the history of our country. It's complex, mm. it's crazy deep. And there is another side though. You know, people didn't just wake up crazy one day and say that, oh shit. You know, I just feel like killing some black folks. Yeah. Of course, they're, they're crazy people everywhere, you know. Yeah. But you, a lot of the people were trained to become this. They were trained mm. to believe that there's a clear enemy and this is how you deal with a clear enemy. And if you put yourself in those shoes and you say, at the age of about 15, 16, 17, you're not really in the right frame of mind to be making life decisions, mm. you know. And all of a sudden, you are taken yeah. And you are forced to witness something that a lot of us, thankfully, will never have to witness, and that is murder. Mm. And not only are you allowed, you you are giving you are given permission by your government to murder. Yeah. Then it blurs the line because afterwards, yeah. 1994 happens, and it's like, oh, you the devil! Like you just you just went <laughs> yeah. on a killing spree for no reason. Whereas we have to understand that there was never this clear division 
of right and wrong. And there's a right time to murder and there's a wrong time to murder. You know, and I feel like this is the complexity that this film delves into. That's Mm. why I'm like, everybody, please go see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One for the archives, one for the books. And I mean, it's also, it makes you think like, what do you, what do you do when you are living in a time that is unfortunately just so dictative? And, you know, as a young person having to face those decisions, like that is just what your world was. So it's like adapt or die. And that is also, What's so interesting about, you know, you, you try to escape one route, but yes. then actually, so it's complex and it's, it, it's difficult. How mm. I want to ask you as a, as an actor, how much of a toll did this take on you? How amazing, exhilarating was it to play this character? Um, yeah, equally daunting and exciting. Um, I think it was a huge weight on my shoulders from the beginning. Obviously, I don't believe anyone is 100% confident they can pull something off when they go into yeah. a huge role like this. Um, and I was obviously under a lot of pressure, but um, equally excited. And I was working with people who are extremely passionate, um, mm. amazing cinematographer, director, um, everyone on set understood how important the film was. And we treated it as a project that uh, we wanted to make people think. Um, yeah. We wanted the audience to go home and have a conversation with themselves, both a local audience and all over the world, because it does deal with something that is um, recognized all over those kind of systems and that Mm. kind of um, environment all over the world. And, I mean, otherwise it was a pleasure. Um, Working with uh, Steve Coogan and Andrea Riseborough, they were probably the best two international actors we could have had on set. They were Yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah, so much respect, so much uh, even ground, um, getting behind the camera for me so that I could get a performance <laughs> even mm. though they weren't on and I mean you'll get people local people who won't do that because they're too good, you know. Oh, in, right. in the wow. And, yeah. And uh, just uh, an all round team effort and mm. up until the last point I think it was just passion. And um, hopefully that shows through and it's accepted the right way. Mm. Um, and viewed the right way. So as an actor, I mean, you never know where your role is coming from, your next yes. role or your yes. first role or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think you also carry goals. Like you're like, okay, I want to be an action star. I really would kill to get a lot of action movies. Yeah, but, that's actually where I was also going to go. Oh, yeah. snap, girl. Yeah. So, so yeah, did this take you by surprise that you actually were picked up in this kind of role? And um, what are your actor aspirations and future <laughs> sort of targets for um, for I think Reach. it was uh, it was kind of it kind of came out of nowhere. I was auditioning for another film the same day called The Game Changers, and that was with Daniel Radcliffe in Ooh, Cape Town. Ooh, child! So cool. Ooh, child! You know, <laughs> just auditioning. Just, just put little, it out there. Just a little old <laughs> actor you may know as yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and that was filming in um, Cape Town, and I was doing Generations at the same time. Um, f- Flying back and forth, and then this script had come the same uh, same time I auditioned for that, and then it was a long process, and there was a lot of callbacks, and I know they had a, quite a, a long list, and they wanted to be very careful, um, but sure. luckily Oliver would um, we'd be on Skype during the audition mm. process, and he really liked me, and we worked together. Um, I did a lot of preparation, um, went and met some warders, and uh, kind of really got into the experience, and I think that's when it hit me when I met some of the men that had gone through this. Um, 
And then I realized how important it is for these kind of people to, you know, um, you know stories yeah. to be told. Yeah. But tell me something. Surely playing a character like this takes an emotional toll on you as Garyan. So how did you deal with that? Like while you were filming, how did you manage to just decompress and detach from this character? Um, I think that goes back to what I was saying before. It, it helped a lot that me as Garyan, uh, I'm so far away from mm. Leon that when I was on set and I was in that space it didn't feel like anything familiar at all okay. um, and I think um, I'm one of those type of people luckily that can switch it on and off so oh that's that's a great trait <laughs> yeah have. between between takes I'd be you know playing the clown trying to keep the energy up because oh, um, okay. everyone was it was taking a toll on everyone up mm. until the people uh, the stunt men who had to do the hangings Mm. And they were being hung, and they came up to me halfway through shooting. We had like a two-week shoot in all those prison wow. scenes. It was the last stretch, and they said, "How are you dealing with this? We've all yeah. all these grown men have been having nightmares the whole week." Yes, wow. Um, and me and um, Dion had a chat. He plays the warrant officer, and mm. it just speaks so much on how those lines get blurred the more you get used to these kind of things yes. and how these young men without any kind of preparation or way of dealing with it or anyone to see uh, would have had those lines blurred between what's right and wrong and just getting so numb to death. Yes. Um, I think it, it happened to me within three months of shooting. Um, and yeah, I think because was, you have to, right? To survive. Yeah. It's not this evil thing. You just have to do certain things yeah. in order for you to be able to cope in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you, Acted with quite a cast. Like, I mean, this cast have st had Steve Coogan, yeah. who was brilliant as well. I mean, you know what I loved about Steve? He was telling such an intense story, mm -hmm. but there were moments where he could just make you laugh. Yeah, you know and it's so subtle. Saying? I think he, he so, just, yeah, very human. He, he's such a brilliant comedian. Mm. He really is. But he managed to have such a fine line between where he said really comedic lines and how he yeah. delivered that. And... Then he was very serious in certain aspects yeah. where he was really so adamant on getting you off for this, you know, particular crime. Yeah. But I mean, how does, how do you feel as an actor when you get to act with such incredible talent? Like, it was a bit surreal, I guess. <laughs> um, it was straight, straight out of school and then Bill Paxton, Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Coogan, Andrew Riseborough. It was like Jeez. a dream, a dream. Um, wow. But I think, you and announcing. Don't Anansing, even forget yeah, him. I know. It was, it was <laughs> I mean, just such a, yeah, it was such a right timing, right place. And I think I just had to treat it the same way I could have um, anyone. Uh, I think they they really enjoyed the fact that I did that. Um, and I think I hadn't uh, I'd had a long break from acting between the ages of 13 and then 18. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, it was still quite new to me and I just treated it as if, you know, it would have been anyone. I think that really helped a lot. Yes. That you weren't fanning out every scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you went fanboying, you know. Yeah. I want to know, with being an actor, being in the industry, I, I think sometimes naturally you develop a very creative eye for behind the scenes and actually producing yeah. your own stuff. And, and because we've got what we have at our disposal, mm. social media, we can produce easier these days. Um, is that something that you want to go into? Do you want to start producing your own series, movies? I'm glad you asked. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I think um, it was a big decision between studying and going straight into the industry. And I thought um, the only way I could do both uh, as much as I wanted to would be to go into the industry and learn while on set and uh, mm. get some hands-on experience. There are different um, 
departments that I'm very interested in, from art to cinematography to writing. And I've got a brother who's also in the industry. And, of course, my dad is also in the yes, industry. Yes, I wanted to say you come from a family that's in the industry. So yeah. it wasn't as hard for you to break the news to your parents that yeah. I'm going to go into the art, right? Actually, a little bit Was harder, it? Because, I mean... We need an accountant or a lawyer. We've, we've got a family. Save of the family. <laughs> actors and Someone a mom and a drama teacher. It's a bit tricky. Oh, my um, gosh. Everyone was sitting when you called yeah. that family meeting. They were like, God, please let him be the accountant. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going into theater. <laughs> they were like, shit. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, no. But Another I mean, one. Thank God I did. Yeah, I mean, just yes. a chance. It was a big, yeah. How, do you, how does your family feel about this? I mean, they must be incredibly proud. Um, a, a bit in between. I mean, obviously, me and my brother are three years apart. We look very similar. So we like oh, wow. heated competition, but still <laughs> lots of love. <laughs> um, and I think uh, the best thing we can do is just inspire each other. Um, and, you know, we, we're trying to work together as a team as much as we can. Um, and just, you know, support each other up until a point and then know where the balance lies yeah. in terms of, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to yeah. be stable. We can't have a, yes. you, you can't have a house full of everyone who wants to sing and dance. Exactly. Know? But do you, is there like a certain genre you're more drawn to? So are you more drawn to drama, comedy? You know, what would you like to do more of? Rom-coms? I must, I must say, at, um, I mean, especially around here in this uh, industry in South Africa, you got to take what you get. You know, there's a mm. bit of, like it's a mm. bit of a gamble, but at the same time, I enjoy that. Um, in that, it's very little chance that you'll get the same thing consistently. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, I seem to be more attracted to drama. Um, it's a lot easier to have a character with. A, Many layers, despite okay. what um, it looks like from a viewer's perspective. Having all those layers makes uh, the decisions you make or anything you want to do on camera so much easier. Mm. And I think, um, I mean, obviously, I'd definitely, after this film, be down for a comedy set somewhere tropical. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You're like, take <laughs> me <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Oh, well, just, actually, you could put, to, now that you say that, because yes. off, off. Mike, we were joking around at the Leo DiCaprio thing. Yes. Now you say that, maybe you could do like a remake of The Beach. <laughs> the Beach. Oh, I love hey, that movie. I think yeah. you would be perfect for that. What you say? And then if you obviously need us, I mean, we I, could I'm just, just be saying, there. like, we'll just go planning you. I don't know if I can act. I've been told I'm very dramatic. Girl, you can do it all. <laughs> I'll just be the chick that just keeps walking behind the scenes. <laughs> you don't know what her purpose is, but she's always she's just there. She lives there. She's just lingering. Yeah. She'll be the scene Everywhere. bomber. <laughs> yes. Scene bomber. Like when you're shooting a beach scene i'm mm-hmm. just in the water like yeah. just like hey <laughs> actually on that note like who are some of your acting heroes who are the guys uh, that you really aspire to Leonardo DiCaprio would definitely hey. be one hello duh. it's it's so weird because you watch interviews with him and he grew up watching all these old films and that's what inspired him to be an actor and then i've grown up watching all <laughs> his films and that's what inspired me which makes him feel incredibly old <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah let's never yeah hopefully not he's like but, i'm the vintage actor people used to watch yeah <laughs> but i mean robert uh robert nero as well um Johnny Depp, Dustin Hoffman, um, and then some of the classics, uh, Michael Caine. Oh, of, I love I've Michael watched, Caine. Yeah, I've watched a lot of those um, acting workshops, and I think that's where I get a lot of Amazing. my studying. Yes. I did the thing, uh, what are these called? Air quotes. The air yeah. quotes, yeah. just in case anyone did, yeah. yeah. In studio, yeah. we're having a lot of flair. <laughs> you guys are missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 
So definitely uh, Wi-Fi over cable then Would you do? You would you do a reality right? show? Because we all know that is just scripted. A reality show, yeah. Like, I mean, follow the life of Gary and Drought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, up until the point where it's still tasteful, you know, it can yeah. always go okay, Can that. you really get tasteful? Because I feel yeah, like I I'd be tasteful for the first week. Mm. <laughs> and then I just forget. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. the true self. <laughs> <laughs> because they rely on that kind of footage where you just like, yeah. where you start losing your damn mind. Yeah. No, I think I'd like to keep you know, Gary in a mystery. If, if I'm fortunate yeah. enough to get a lot of roles, I'll keep mm. those what people see. But you know, that's yeah. what I actually loved about you because I really thought, like, when I got home, because I contacted you on Facebook or Instagram. No, yeah. I'm creepy like that, y'all. I went to Instagram. <laughs> Instagram comments. I commented on one of these photos. I, hey, great photo, by the way. But would you like to be on my show? <laughs> but you are Stalker very. Stalker yeah, I'm a complete stalker. Like, <laughs> if people listen to the show, they know how crazy I am. So, <laughs> but I mean, you're very private on your Instagram and your Facebook. And I thought, you know what I thought? I, I mean, you start in a movie with Anand Singh, for goodness sake, you yeah. know, Steve Coogan. Like, you've been in such, I thought you'd have like a big head. Like, you know, you'd <laughs> have all these followers that are like, oh my gosh, Gary, like, I love y'all. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> you are know. so chilled. So chilled. <laughs> Like, is that, you, did you do that intentionally? I think, I, f- I mean, I had a page a while back and I, I had my little moment when I was around 13. Ooh, I'm the guy on TV. <laughs> you, know, you were 13. All the, all the compliments. <laughs> and then I, I kind of grew up and um, I think I, I'm, I am, as you said earlier, a lot more interested in the craft. I mean, I don't mind the attention and, you know, um, it means people like my work and I don't get any negative attention, yeah. which is great and uh, yeah. appreciated a lot. Um, I used to have a page, took it down, unfortunately, just before all this. Um, <laughs> wow. But, um, you know, um, I think if I ever had that kind of thing, it would be to spread my name, get viewers, hopefully people that are interested in my yeah. craft and my mm-hmm. work to follow. Um, I'm not really interested in... Um, Filling up my personal life with more work, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I like to delve into a, a project and be wholly, wholeheartedly into that. Um, and there are a lot of people who, you know, find the time and enjoy posting where they are and what they're doing and getting that following. I think that keeps a lot of people energized and, of alive course. and going. But I but, think yeah. I wanted this for so long. <laughs> yes. My brother was on sets from the, when I was about six years old. Yes. And, you know, when I'm there, that's what gets me going. And oh, I'm, so you, you are, but that's what I love about you. The, the sense of mystery, because we live in a society where literally you can Google anyone mm-hmm, and you can yeah. find anything you really want mm-hmm. on that person. I mean, from the type of underwear they like to, yeah. you know, the ah. people are so open about their lives these days. So I think that's actually what's going to keep people curious. The fact that they don't know. Mm. Like, I mean, I tried to stalk you. Like, I did. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell? Like a post every <laughs> six months, maybe. Yes. And, no, no, and a thanks here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know so, Mr. Dowd, what do you do for, for fun? fun? <laughs> fun. Um, yeah. I'm quite a, I, uh, I try to keep it very mellow. People call me like I'm quite a Durbanite, despite I was only I was born in Manzanzotti, and then I moved on oh, to Durban. Okay, but I'm like longboarding. I'm, oh, I'm flashing a big a scar on, on his elbow, um, <laughs> and skateboarding. I've got a quite a close knit uh, group of friends who've stuck together since school, and they're also very mellow. We just kind of hang out, and then I'm always with my girlfriend. She lives down the road. That's how we met. Oh, but your girlfriend is so. <laughs> she, okay, guys, she's a knockout. <laughs> But she's so she handles it so well because I mean 
at the premiere, obviously everyone was like, I want a picture with Gary. <laughs> and she handles it so well. She's taking you know? the pictures. Yeah. I yeah. Know, she's like, she's like, let support. me take a picture. I'm like, girl, be in the picture. Stop <laughs> this. Like, you know? I mean, that's a, a great thing. Nah, you, she's very sweet, you met very her before humble. all of this, right? Yeah. Just, just before the, she had no idea. Thank, uh, thankfully. Yeah. No question. It, it wasn't like and an undercover stalker. Yeah. Like the, I'm going <laughs> to Im- implant myself in his life. That would be very scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. from the, from the beginning, she's, she wants to be a doctor so i was oh, like wow. um, yeah okay there we go There's you know dance. what someone with balance <laughs> yeah. like, the family <laughs> must love her yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have the the, the, the soccer mom van and stay at home dad look after the garden she can go get that paycheck work hard i'll pick up the kids It'll be cool. you know do an acting role here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like a little bit of a like uh freddie prince vibe remember freddie prince yes yes to being like the soccer dad and doing all those things so but you'll strike a balance he'll be a more Dr. talented. Actor. He'll be a more talented Freddie Ooh, Prince. She's, show, she's throwing just, shade here. No, hey? you, it's not shade. Freddie Prince is not talented. <laughs> I'm saying he's talented enough. Um, just, just not Gary and talented. Um, you know, right. it's gonna start becoming a verb, guys. People yes, are gonna be like, gonna be you know, you're good, but, but you're not are Gary, you Gary and good. But like. So how do your friends Okay obviously you chose Your friends very well That they're not yeah. Intimidated by all of it's, this It's very weird Because they tr- like, It's never um, I mean they'll see The poster and everything And they're like Wow that's cool Like they'd never expect That from me As a person Because you're very chilled um, You're so chilled <laughs> Like it's ridiculous Like if I had your talent Child the world would know <laughs> I'd be like Biting a sandwich And being like I am Candace mom. But to be honest, I mean, I really think that, uh, you know, everybody carries such a different energy. Mm. And I think that, I mean, you and yourself, Candace, you're humble. Fundamentally, <laughs> you are a chill chick. You're humble about it. I mean, oh, we celebrate thanks, who friend. we are in very different ways. But mm. I really think that there is something so great in just... um Never losing the human side of whatever your it is that we're doing. Your authenticity and there's really longevity in that, mm. you know, because these things are so fleeting. Mm. Our industries change. One, you know, one day you're hot, the next you're not. And so, um, mm. I think it's, it's important. It's yes. become all the more important after the way, you know, our frequencies are, um, challenged these days. Just like oh, yeah. human versus having a phone, having mm. WhatsApp to answer to. It's, you're just always We're more to be connected. We're on. on. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I, I don't know if you've heard about this lady, but, um, Marina Abramovich. No. I love her. She, you can actually see her in Jay-Z's music video for Picasso oh, Baby. Oh, I know her. She's, yes. I love her. She's gorgeous. Yes. She's just got such an air of just oh, right? grace and just poise. I love yes. her. Yes. Mm. And she's a performance artist. And actually the last documentary, you might enjoy this. Maybe it's something for you to do when you've got your downtime with the girl. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's called A Space in Between. And she sets off into Brazil mm-hmm. uh, to find uh, to put herself through all these heal- different healing methods. She couldn't quite deal with the fact that her husband had um, uh, cheated on her. They got divorced, oh, etc. She just couldn't find a way to process mm-hmm. it. And so she sets off. Um, and it's just incredible and very inspiring how, you know, a lot of the people that she encounters along the way, when she asks them why they are at that particular Junction, temple, yes. junction or whatever, they're just like, the frequency of the world is so much. So we've actually oh, got to make gosh. a very conscious effort to decode. Mm. Um and it's just amazing. She's got an institute in the States as well mm. um, where it's like crystal healing therapy and all kinds of cool things. So check Do it out. Do you believe in that stuff, Gary? I'm, I'm, I'm like energy healing, yeah. that kind of no, stuff. No, I'm very open to it. Um, I think I'm finding my own journey along um, 
and finding my own way of seeing spirituality and higher power and um but yeah i'm I'm very open to that kind of thing, and I do believe in it. I think it's quite evident if you start to look at life with that perspective mm, and yeah. you start to recognize those sorts of things and I think, yeah, just what you were saying, different people and uh frequencies and yeah. yeah, but you know what, Dee? I actually just thought of something. You and Gary are very different, you know, because yeah. you've been in the public eye for so long and you carry Aww. it so well. Thank you. But your life is, you know, on Instagram, what I love, and you know, guys, I've, I, like I'm the queen of unfollowing. Like I can't deal with selfies. I can't deal with like three times a day post. Like I just don't deal yeah. with that well. Yeah. But with you, not just because you're my friend, but you post in a very, um, you almost posting so that your fan base can get a sense of your life you know and be incorporated into your life so was that a conscious decision that you made you're so on the money with that and and also mind you i've had people tell me that they've unfollowed me because they just feel like ah whatever whatever and the truth is is, i don't mind that it's totally okay because at the end of the day you open up your instagram and you know what it is you want to see if Mm. you don't want to see me like wherever i am hell i don't mind it doesn't mean that you love me any less like you know, I'm going to put him under the bus here, but Koja Buffow did that to me the other day. He was like, listen, I've unfollowed you, just by the way, because, you know, if 50% of your stuff is just you, then psh, unfollow. And he's like, you're sitting here now with me. You're a cool chick. You know, when I see you, I see you. Yes. It's dope. I know you well. And I'm like, that's great, you know. So, But it, I love that you carry it so well because it's not you. who you are in terms yeah. of. When I say it's not who you are, I mean in terms of the fact that there are a lot of people out there who post in order to get likes. It's yes. it, and it becomes Instagram and Facebook becomes who they are yeah. as a person. Yeah. Yes. So they live their lives to get a hundred yeah. likes, whatever. Yeah. But that's not why you post. No. You know, you don't so post right. for the million likes. No, no. And I always laugh because I think, you know, if people look at my followers and I mean I haven't got a lot of followers, you know, compared to you've the got, normal, you've got like, a lot of followers. I mean they're girl. substantial <laughs> and they're beautiful and I love every single person that follows me for whatever reason they follow yeah. me. But the, you've got quite a followers few. versus <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you you're putting the rest of us under pressure. I mean, <laughs> followers versus likes is yes. is nowhere correlation near wise. I think it would be because mm. it is a working in Instagram to me. It is very diverse. It's um I I, I do get um it's become a job as yes. well in some cases that I have to you know I'm I'm Yeah, people make money off Instagram. Yeah. Garyon <laughs> should should acting and just, you know, go yeah. a little soft. You know, <laughs> like <a plan>. yeah. <laughs> you know you can post for money. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you should do that. There you go. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right? <laughs> so thank no, you. I appreciate that. And actually, you know, um, that's, that's so accurate about my Instagram. Um, it is about putting people in my world and letting them see but what it's got happens. Purpose. The good and the bad times. And that's exactly. the thing. I feel like yeah. it's got a purpose to it. Thank and you. I like following people who've got a message to their Instagram mm. feed, you know, and your message cannot be, I love myself so much. Yeah. I need to post Leonardo 10 pictures DiCaprio of me. Is a, a prime example. And yeah. Every single post is about uh, the world, the world, the environment. It has a message, the, yeah. right? And Haley Berry, actually, I was very surprised. She's only got about 800 and something thousand followers. And, like it's just a beautiful page to look at. Yeah. I didn't know she had that artistic eye, but everything is just so beautiful. You know, she takes the time to filter it right, mm. and and gosh, do I envy those people? Because <laughs> I try. Like you know, there's you'll look at my Instagram, and the first three rows 
will be like they'll have a theme. It's it's like <laughs> life is good. And then all of a sudden I meet someone really cool that I have to post and I'm like Exactly. You know what? I don't have three pictures of this person. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just don't have to be the wild card. <laughs> all right. And I really envy those people who can actually sit there, filter it correctly, mm. crop it to the right, you know. I'm just like yeah. I look at their page, I'm like, wow. And then I go yeah. post my sandwich that looks like ass, but it <laughs> tasted good. And I think that, that is what <laughs> no? is so beautiful about something like Instagram is that it, it people interpret their um their space and their pages in the way they want to. Um, it's not necessarily me and my style to have everything beautiful all the yeah. time because it's you know when when it's, it's authentic crazy. to it's you, it's beautiful. Vibrant. It's so like you. Halle Berry, like um. Leonardo DiCaprio, he's using that, he's using who he is as Leo to amplify his biggest interest. Mm. And I think that I that's that. so dope. I love yeah. that. But yeah. that being said, do you guys think we're overexposed? Like just as everyday citizens? I mean, back in the day, you know, um, our celebrities or our, uh, just our normal citizens, we had privacy. Yeah. You know, you, you actually, if you wanted to stalk someone, you had to get in a damn bus or a car and go <laughs> yeah. do the legwork. Yeah. Like, yeah. meet now, them at a tree. <laughs> Girl, the way I'm so glad I wasn't born in that time because the bruises I would have from stalking people. (laughs) But, you know, now we're in a time where literally it's become so normal to stalk someone. You know, you meet someone for the first time, you put their name in Google. Yeah. You put their name in Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And it's like literally your days will go by and you're just flicking through this person and you're just like, don't double tap, don't double tap, don't double tap. Especially late at night when you can't sleep. Girl, no. Then they'll wake up to double taps. And And, and my phone malfunctions sometimes. I need to be very careful about my stalking habits. Is that what they call it now? Malfunctioning. <laughs> malfunctioning. Okay. Because I realized breaking a phone. Well, malfunctioning. <laughs> malfunctioning. Malfun- you know, same difference. But back to my question. Mm. Do you guys think we're too overexposed? You go first, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, I envy the rock stars of the 70s and the 80s right. who had, you know, that was, you'd see them live and they had um, a kind of persona they could put on and that's what they had. Mm. And they had a private life. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, then they had diehard fans who would follow them and want to see them and chat to them and talk to them, interact with them, not stalk them, know everything and then hold different things, have a platform where they can talk about them and whether they like them or not. And I like that. But can I Mm. ask you something based on what you just said? Do you think that because we're so exposed, everyone thinks they've got the right to have an opinion on how yeah. you live your life i think i think what you put on uh social media as much as it is a lot about us it's like one tenth of who, who you are, are as a human being and if you had to have a conversation with a lot of people that you hate on social media you probably wouldn't hate them anymore precisely mm-hmm. you know what i so don't true. get though do i'll let you answer in a second no, what no. i don't get is the people that take their time to hate you <laughs> like i'm you just know? like why didn't you just unfollow me? You don't have to come all the way to my page, comment on picture that I posted a hundred weeks ago and say, I hate you. Yeah. Like, thanks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for thanks. taking the time to scroll all the way to the last yeah. picture of my Instagram to tell me how much you hate me. Do you get a it's, lot of hate, Meldy? I mean, but I you're so vibrant. Say, you can't. I really can count the amount of times I'm, oh, guys, I can't even remember to be honest. People are really nice, mostly kind and Take the time to just say the most incredible things to me. And, and you know, oh, I mean, goodness. at a time where I had even, um, you know, I'd left, uh, Expresso and I was kind of like in betwixt and between, like, what do I do? Mm. You know, like, uh, where do I want to go? And yeah. just trying to figure it out. I mean, social media had a very big role to play in 
keeping me motivated and keeping oh, okay. me encouraged about still pursuing TV and entertainment and knowing that there was still something in it for me. You know, people say, like, we stopped watching Hectic Nana when you left. Oh. We, <laughs> we miss you on TV. So... That's Definitely so beautiful. A complex and beautiful world that we live in with social media. I think. And you know yeah. what? I think we do have to, <laughs> we have to acknowledge that it is another world because mm. a lot of the time, this is what I always tell people and I'm guilty of it as well. You know, I've seen some goals, you know, I speak at a lot of universities and stuff and they'll come up to me and they said, when we found out you were speaking, we were, you know, followed you on this and that and whatever. And they're like, I want your life. And I'm like, girl, you do not want this craziness <laughs> you in know? your life. Like, because you cannot like, judge you, a person's holistic life just by what you see on Instagram. I, you, you don't always cannot. post the crazy, right? Like if I have the flu and I just showered and I didn't want to put on makeup because I just look like ass anyway and my <laughs> makeup is expensive and I just don't feel like wasting it. I'm not going to like Instagram that and be like, Feeling like ass. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? You, know, you could so, always Instagram story it though. Now. No, I could, no, I could Snapchat it. Use a okay, really so great filter. Find where we you like know? to snap. No, just use a really great filter with the flowers around mm-hmm. my head and be like, not feeling myself. You know? <laughs> while, while I've got a full face of makeup. I think at the end of the day, we also still have control. Mm. As much as we say we don't have control, yes, in certain elements, we don't. But you still always have control. With If you're going to put something out out there and you're not going to get the reaction that you always like, tough. I want to say, if you put it out there, be ready for it to be judged. Exactly. Because I think for me, the biggest thing, I treasure my relationships with people. And like, I'll never post, if I'm seeing someone, I'll never post them on my social media. Like, y- y'all will see it when I get married. <laughs> you'll, you'll just see a ring and me and like a baby. And you'll be like, I didn't even know well, she was in a relationship. Is this immaculate conception? <laughs> <laughs> like, you won't even know I was in a relationship. You'll just be like, she starts, she's starting to look bloated in all her pictures. Like, why? <laughs> and then I'll be like, I just welcomed a new baby boy. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Because I just feel yeah. we, we value so little in today's society. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we're so used to relationships can come and go. You yeah, know? people so, have become extremely yeah. disposable to one another. In you know how many well. people I've yeah. seen have like five soulmates in the space of a year <laughs> on my timeline? Like, I think he's the one. I'm like, girl, stop thinking. <laughs> like, thinking is what yeah. got you into this mess. Stop it. Like, give him some time. You know, it is that sort of instant gratification. You know, people can't lie to themselves sometimes when they, you know, why are you doing it? And mm. I think sometimes it's about, I still don't think I know it all with my social media. I'm still yeah. learning. Yeah. It's interesting for me when people tell me why they unfollowed me. Why am I going to hate on you when you tell me that? Cause I'm yeah. learning by it, you know, but you're confident in yourself. Because I, so. I know yeah. someone I unfollowed who doesn't know I unfollowed them yet. And if I had to tell uh, them, oh. they would like lose their ish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I just couldn't stand the fact that I know your authentic self. Right. And the person you're portraying is such a lie from who right. you are as a person. Yeah. You know, and like it just for me, I just I don't mind. Do good for the world. Like, yeah. you know, flipping how if you want to feed 1000 children and you want to post it on Instagram, do it. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. But don't lie to people about yeah. why you are doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, it just it's created a lot of like fake people. Mm. Like mm. all of us want to like, you know, it's so funny to me. When people are like, take a selfie of like a homeless person as they're giving them a bag of yeah. food. And then they're like, you know what? In this world, it's not about what you do for others. I don't do it f- so that people can see me. Girl, please. Then girl, you should not have posted the damn picture. <laughs> End of story. Full stop. Be gone. <laughs> Boy, bye. Before we go. Oh my gosh. That flew so quickly. Darian, when's the movie coming out? Uh, it comes out on the 28th of October. Oh my Woo! God. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 
everyone must go see this movie. Do you know where it's coming out? Is it coming out in all um, cinemas? I've, I know for sure Stir Kinnickle, all Stir Kinnickle. And um, yeah, um, from the 28th, be prepared. Um, I, I can't say enjoy the movie, but be open and um, experience it on your own. Awesome. Beautiful. And Gary, if people do want to find out as little information about you as possible, <laughs> where can they find you? Um, <laughs> I mean, it. I'm on all of the, I'm on all of the um, social media. I've got my uh, Twitter handles just at Gary and Dowds. Um, and my Instagram's at Gazdouts. Um, Facebook, I try to keep as private as I can. But yeah, it is Gary and Dowds. Gary is a very unique name. It's G-A-R-I-O-N. Did <laughs> I get it right? That. Yeah. And surname Dowds, D-O-W-D-S. Yes, I got it right. Spelling so, B winner. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, girl. You know the sweat that was coming down my neck. <laughs> and D, tell us any last words for you. Yeah, thank you for having me first and foremost. It's of always course, just so you've got much the best fun. energy. Oh, thanks. Oh. Energy on all levels was amazing. I love this show. So thank you. Um, and just uh, go out, be great. Um, try and be the best version of yourself that you can be and keep it authentic, yo. Awesome. And where can people find you, Dee? You can find me on the grams. It's just Deneen Naidu and you'll find me. On Twitter is the only place where I give you homework because I've got an underscore. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm very easy. And it is Naidu, D-double-O, not you at the end, if you need oh, that. Is there, oh, yeah, there is a Naidu like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Weekly Mashup. I will catch you again next week and T will be back in studio with me. I love you guys for listening. Thank you so much. So much. Bye bye. Cliffcentral.com.